The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pa to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 14 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Hola, bonjour, and privyet. <laughs> it's good to see all of you tuning in to talk dance with me. If my voice sounds a little odd, I somehow caught a little late winter cold, so that would be the reason for that. I really thought that I had escaped the sickness of the season, but alas, it happened. I actually took a day to relax, and I just laid on the couch and guiltlessly watched TV shows and movies. Um, and that really only happens once or twice a year for me, so I think just letting my guard down and relaxing gave a chance for illness to take hold. Oh well, at least I didn't get that awful two-week coughing thing that it seemed everybody had between January and February. So, counting myself lucky, and I'm just going to live with it like I have a choice. <laughs> anyway, a lot of people as of late have been telling me that they see how busy I am. And this is very true. <laughs> I get tons of questions about how I do it, and I also get a handful of unsolicited <laughs> advice on how to make it better, because people think that it's just rough. Um, which is sometimes true and sometimes not. Uh, I, I'm in a building and transitional period in my career and life right now, and it has been pertinent that I experience this phase in order to make the smoothest transition to residing in New York City. So, I thought it might be fun for today's episode to give you a sneak peek into a typical week for me. Um, so you can see where I do get to relax and where it is crazy, and uh, I, I pretty much have it under control. <laughs> of course, my schedule is an array of possibilities from week to week, but I've been running pretty close to this since the new year. Um, and I'm, I'm trying this, uh, just to give you a little bit of new content, and I'm not really sure if you're going to love it or if you're going to hate it, so um, <clears throat> if you think that this is interesting and if you'd like to hear more uh, podcast topics like this, please do feel free to give me some feedback. Alright, so I'm just going to give you a rundown of what it's like in a week of my, my life as a choreographer and instructor and dancer and social media person and all that stuff. So I think a good place to start would be the beginning of my work week. Uh, Mondays actually tend to be one of my easier days unless I'm called into steps on Broadway or Broadway Dance Center to teach. It's always nice to sleep in my own bed <laughs> and perhaps sleep in a little bit after the intensity of certain days. This week I'll be sleeping on my friend's couch in New York, uh, but typically I'll sleep in until about 10 a.m. Once I wake up, you don't really want to mess with me for about an hour. <laughs> According to host families I've stayed with, I've been known to wear my hoodie over my eyes and to ignore conversation for the first hours of my day, which is funny because I'm actually really outgoing. Um, the only person that can really talk to me in the mornings is my husband, and he does that sparingly. Usually he knows that he's like 
trying, he's trying to like annoy me. <laughs> I'm just not a morning person. I used to be, but I don't know what happened. Anyway, I love to catch up on some Kathy Lee and Kathy Lee and Hoda on the Today Show, which I am not embarrassed to say. I love that show. <laughs> and then once we switch over to the View, my workday begins. Mondays are often spent performing admin work, so I often begin by grabbing a fresh sheet of paper to write down my tasks that need to be completed. Uh, as each week progresses, the sheet grows with info. It has slashes for completed tasks. It usually has information about the ongoing problems that we've had with our internet service uh, for nearly two years. Ugh, Comcast, do not ask. Um, but yeah, after that, I try to clear out my work email inboxes, and I also lay out the workshops, programs, and grants that I hope to apply for during that week. Once I hit about 3 p.m., I shut down my work and I head out to the gym to lift weights, and then I go on over to Koresh Dance Company School in Philadelphia. Um, usually on Mondays, I'll take Melissa Rector's 6 p.m. modern jazz class uh, to get grounded for the week and to start getting my sweat on. Melissa has been dancing with Koresh Dance Company for, I don't know, something like 25 years, and she is the muse of the company's artistic director, Roni Koresh. And... One of my fun stories about moving to Philadelphia is that we came full circle when I actually uh, went moved back into the city. Melissa used to be my instructor back in the 90s when I was in 8th grade. For an entire year, she would travel out to the suburbs and teach at my, my local school. Um, but yeah, that's a fun little tidbit. After, after class, I'll usually head home, grab dinner along the way, and I'll get right back to work. Uh, in the evenings, starting around 8, 8.30, I'll usually edit blogs that I've written uh, for my Life of a Freelance Dancer blog. Um, and, or I'll write out information to apply to the programs I discussed earlier. I usually try to go to bed by 12.30 a.m. Uh, on Mondays, but usually I'm not that successful. I usually go to bed around 1.30. Tuesdays are hard days for me. I usually end up waking up around 6.30 a.m. and get ready like a zombie in a horror movie. <laughs> I try not to turn on the lights or open my eyes very much, let alone engage with humanity, <laughs> just because I plan to hold this sleepy state until I get on the Bolt bus to New York City so that I can easily fall back asleep for the two-hour bus ride. After I'm ready, I walk 15 minutes to the subway in Philly, and then I ride that for about 10 to 15 minutes to 30th Street Station. I wait for the Bolt bus and pray it shows up on time or doesn't break down, which happens more often than I wish it would. Uh, but once I'm on the bus, it's a two-hour uh, ride up to New York City pending weather and traffic. And I usually sleep, uh, I'm usually just asleep on the bus and spread out to make sure that I don't have a seatmate. <laughs> Whoops, that's a whole nother podcast. How to make yourself appear and comfortable to sit with. <laughs> um, but anyway, once I get to New York, I head on over to Steps on Broadway after I grab a coffee and a chocolate croissant at Starbucks. And then from there, I take an hour and a half class from ballet guru Nancy Bielski to keep my body in order and to remind myself why I love to dance. Immediately after, I usually have an hour private lesson at Steps, where I've been creating choreography on a student from the Joffrey Ballet School. And this leaves me about an hour to grab lunch and catch the hour-long Metro North train to Port Chester from Grand Central Station. Um, up in Port Chester, I teach at Greenwich Ballet Academy. I, I pretty much run the contemporary dance department there um, in the school. It's a, it's a great school for strong foundation building uh, ballet technique. Very 
fantastic uh, technical students. So I work with these talented kids for three hours, and then usually teach an hour to an hour and a half of private lessons afterwards. Then back on Metro North to the 11 p.m. Greyhound bus at Port Authority, uh, because I've I've had to return back to Philadelphia on Tuesday nights because I I've been teaching in the suburbs of Philadelphia every Wednesday since the new year. So if all goes according to plan, I usually walk in the front door of my apartment as my husband is falling asleep <laughs> at 1:30 in the morning. I jump in the shower and then I pass out. Um, I, I feel absolutely no guilt sleeping in until about 10 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. <laughs> I wake up in my usual fashion and then work to complete any tasks left over from Monday and to clear up any new items that have arisen as the week have pa- has passed. I almost always record these pod to chat podcasts around noon on Wednesdays, um, and sometimes I have other items to take care of as well. Thanks to these podcasts, my blog, and my time managing my career, working in the American Guild of Musical Artists, and more, I tend to get asked for advice and information on a multitude of topics throughout the week. I don't always get to everybody, but I am honored to be consulted and try to respond to at least a few of these. Uh, By 2 p.m., I have to run to the gym again to work on my abs, to keep my lower back healthy, and then I catch an hour... uh, train ride on SEPTA at Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Association, their regional rail uh, trains. I I take the train out to my hometown to teach at Chester Valley Dance Academy, where I received much of my initial dance training. I was there until I was 17 and went to the Kirov Academy of Ballet. I love returning home to give back to the community that I came from, and it has been great to see the the administration and teachers that helped raise me on on a regular basis. Uh, since I haven't really gotten to see people often since I I left the school. But it's been nice to go back week after week since the beginning of uh, February. Or was it the end of January? I can't remember. Beginning somewhere around there. Anyway, after three hours of class, my 12-year-old niece joins me in the studio for an hour-long private lesson. Uh, She's family, and she wants to dance, so I'm doing whatever I can do to help push her along the path that she is seeking. And she's got amazing facility to boot. She's lucky. Her legs go up to her ears, and she's got long legs and hyperextension. Uh, So she wants to do it. I'm there. After her private lesson, my mom picks us up and drives me to the train station to head back into Philadelphia. And I usually get back into the city around 11.30 p.m. and take a cab to meet my husband at a restaurant for a late dinner and a date night. (laughs) While I am so busy and he works really, really hard, he's practically as busy as I am um, with his own organizing business. He's a professional organizer. We work even harder to make sure that we get to spend a few waking hours together. This is the one time a week where I will treat myself to an expensive meal and drink classy cocktails. Um, And yeah, I know it's only midweek, but we deserve it, and this is our time to catch up, laugh a little, and to connect. I think it's really important for couples to, no matter how busy you are, uh, or if you have kids, or whatever it is, just to find time, at least one time every week, to just be together and remember why you guys are together. So... Uh, That's how we work. Anyway, so since Wednesday is almost always a late night, Thursday has yet another late wake up. Uh, Thursday is usually my second big administration day of the week, where I accomplish every task that I possibly can. If things don't get done this day, they usually have to get pushed to the following week, unless they are absolutely necessary to get done. 
by the time that the mid mid afternoon comes around, I'm back at the gym working out and heading over to take uh, Roni Koresh's 6 p.m. modern jazz class at Koresh Dance Company School. I try to give myself a good mix of classical ballet classes and then more contemporary styles uh, to help keep me well-rounded every week. Uh, and this really keeps me inspired as I continue to develop my teaching and choreographic careers. After class, I grab dinner, head home, I, and I usually try to take a, a bath with eucalyptus Epsom salts. <laughs> I used to hate baths, but bath time has become such an important time for me to shut down my wildly overactive brain, to listen to the chill out station on Pandora, and take a wildly deep breath before the week is over. Um, I mean, I do a lot during the week, and a time where I'm forced <laughs> I'm forced to sit in water and then I don't want to have to get out and dry off, like it forces me to just sit there and be present in the moment, not thinking about what I have to do uh, or what has already happened during that week. After my bath, again, I'm trying to be in bed by 1 a.m. Um, but yeah, it's usually later than that. <laughs> Friday is another early wake day for me, uh, having me back up to do my 6.30 a.m. bus route to New York City. I again arrive to take Nancy Bielski's class and hold an hour private lesson immediately following like Tuesdays. This past week, I had a short break before I taught an advanced intermediate ballet class from 2.30 to 4 p.m. at Steps. Um, and then I, I, I usually spend my two-hour break after teaching, uh, if I am, to grab a latte and then to develop my next class uh, or to have like an idea of what I want to teach in my next class uh, at Broadway Dance Center at 6 p.m. Uh, so during that two-hour break, I do all of that and then I walk over to Broadway Dance Center in Times Square. Once I arrive, I teach my lovely students in my advanced beginner ballet class until 7.30 p.m. And then I usually try to stay afterwards to answer any of my students' questions. And then I literally have to dash back to the Bolt bus terminal to catch my bus home. I get home around 11.30 p.m. and I take a huge breath as I've made it to, the, to an important marker in my week. Unless something important or a great opportunity arises, I force myself to take Saturday off. No matter how much I feel like I have to do or didn't accomplish, I, it's so important that I take my, my Saturdays off. It helps me gather my, my mind back together. It makes it easier to work uh, hard the next week. And also, it makes me less selfish uh, because I feel like I've given myself some time and I'm more willing to give advice and consult and uh, help other people in the dance world. So uh, these Saturdays are super, super important. So Friday around midnight feels like the end of my work week, even though it really isn't. On Saturdays, I wake up, I relax, I watch <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. I know I'm like a 12-year-old child, um, but I love some SpongeBob SquarePants. I usually watch it for a few hours, um, and sometimes I make pancakes or crepes for my husband. I'll go to the gym if I'm feeling up to it, but I really just try to do something non-work related, uh, like going for one of my skyscraper walks around Philadelphia or watching a movie. Um, I, I work a ton, perhaps too much, but if you read my blog or have listened to previous podcasts, you know that I've experienced bad burnout. So uh, this is really my preventative measure to make sure that I stay healthy, even though I have a cold right now, but uh, I wasn't sick all winter. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a preventive measure to make sure I stay healthy, not just physically, but to make sure mentally too, because I think in the end that that's actually more important. So 
after Saturday passes, Sundays are and where Sundays are a day of rest for most. Uh, this isn't for me. It's actually one of my most difficult days. I usually wake up nice and early on my typical 8 a.m. bus schedule and head straight for the Balt bus to Grand Central to Port Chester. So it's like a three and a half hour, four hour travel. I've been working with three students for an hour each and every Sunday in preparation for them to compete my contemporary choreography at Youth America Grand Prix. This has been a great experience for us as I am new to the Greenwich Ballet Academy family, and this has offered us a chance to develop these kids' technique, uh, their, to really break down their movement abilities, and also to build trust in our student-teacher relationships. I've really valued this time together. It's just been nice to have one-on-one -on -one time in the studio. So after those private lessons, I immediately run to the, the Metro North train to head back into New York City, where instead of getting off at Grand Central Station, I instead detrain um, in Harlem. I walk about a half hour over to Columbia University, where I am creating a new work on the students, and some of them are former professionals of the Columbia Ballet Collaborative. Uh, it's been such an honor to be a part of this program as we are preparing for this group's 10th anniversary show on April 15th. Um, actually, I have a handful of friends that were a part of creating this group 10 years ago, so I've, I've been hearing about it for since its inception. But uh, I'm just so excited to be a part of this. My choreography will be seen alongside s some other up-and-coming uh, well-known choreographers, including Emery Lacrone, um, also the up-and-coming dance maker Claudia Schreier, American Ballet Theater's soloist Craig Salstein is creating a work, and then there's also a couple of alumni of this group uh, creating works and uh, also having some uh, previous repertoire performed. So just a quick plug here, the shows are on April 15th, so if you want information on purchasing tickets, head on over to ColumbiaBalletCollaborative.com, um, and I don't know if they're selling them quite yet, but you can check and you can see, there. I think there are two shows that day. So if you do go, be sure to grab me afterwards and, and tell me that you heard about this through Pod Chat. I'd love to meet you. So yeah, after I finished working with these dancers, I head back home to Philadelphia on the 10 p.m. bus, and I usually walk through my front door around 12.30 in the morning. <laughs> so, there you have it. If you have been following me on social media and think, gosh, this guy is so busy, well, I guess I am. <laughs> and while I do find myself tired a lot, this period of my life is transitional, and I honestly have been finding fulfillment in places that I never expected to have during my career. So it's, it's quite worth it. My schedule does calm down just a little bit towards the end of this month, uh, but I'm sure other things will begin to fill that time up for me. Um, and I also have a vacation in New Orleans scheduled with my hubby and a friend in, towards the end of April. So all is good. It's tired, but all is good. This podcast is a little more about my personal life than my other podcasts. Usually we just talk about uh, ballet or dance-related uh topics. So if you are enjoying this type of information, please do feel free to let me know. I want to continue building content that you, my audience, feels uh, is interesting, helpful, and informational. So don't be afraid to reach out to me. Per usual, you can contact me via my contact page at www.barrycorollis.com. Again, that's www.barrycorollis.com.
And with that, I will bring this week's episode to a close. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod to Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page I just mentioned. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcast or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, visit premierdancenetwork.com. That's premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, dancenetwork.com, where my sister podcasts are also listed. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollis, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over four years. I also have two YouTube channels, B. Corollis featuring my choreography and Core-ography. That's Core-ography, featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life-defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to Pod to Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene.